0: home for breaking news on your favorite team. This is
1: Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins on 630 Chad. Okay, here's what's going on. Maple Leafs leading the Lightning 2-1, five minutes into the third. Lightning still with a chance, even though they're being outshot 31-12. Matthews has his 17th of the season. Also early in the third period, Hurricanes up 3-0 on the Devils. Penguins lead the Rangers 2-1. Midway into the third, Flyers up 4-2 on the Blue Jackets. Early second period, Jets leading the Senators 3-1. Sam Gagne, his sixth of the season for Winnipeg, coming up... Later, flames at Sharks, Ducks at Kings, Blues take on the Tentacle Team. Oilers practiced in Dallas today. They will play the Dallas Stars tomorrow night. It's on 6:30. Chad with the faceoff show at six, and the puck will drop at 7:30. Then the Oilers back home on Friday to take on the Vancouver Canucks, and uh, then the three-day Christmas break, and then uh, what will be a week from tonight, Battle of Alberta, final one of the regular season. Oilers taking on the Calgary Flames. So that is a quick. Look ahead for your Edmonton Oilers. A former Edmonton Oiler joining us now, now a broadcaster with Sportsnet. He is courtesy Abalon Foundation Repair, Western Canada's leading basement waterproofing company for over fifty years. Home of the lifetime warranty. We welcome back to Inside Sports, Luke Gazdick. Luke, how are you doing? Good read. How about yourself? I'm doing great. It's only minus thirty something or whatever. I don't know. There's a point where I don't even look at the temperature anymore. It's just cold. I know.
0: Oh, boy, it's getting cold here, but I know the difference between cold and Edmonton cold.
1: That's right. Well, I, I do hear sometimes people from Ontario say, but, yeah, you know, we're near a lake, right? So it's that wet cold that goes into your bones. Do you, do you buy that? Edmonton's colder? No, it's it's cold and dry in
0: Edmonton. I, I literally had to get, it's a little personal, but I literally had to get special cream from our team doc because my skin would peel in the in the freaking winter. Like,
1: it was so dry and cold. Yes I I hear you it, it, it is but hey that's what makes us tough right so we're we're, we're plugging along everybody's sure. still getting ready for Christmas uh that's where I wanna I want to start with a fun Christmas thing with you uh best and or most memorable Christmas gift you ever got doesn't have to be sports related or hockey related it can be, but best or most memorable Christmas gift you ever received.
0: Okay, so mine is kind of like a 1A, one i I'm going to do one recent and one uh, back in the day. And back in the day, I got, I was a huge, so my dad got drafted by the Buffalo Sabres. So I loved Buffalo sports growing up. Like I was a Leaf fan, but like I loved the Sabres. I thought it was so cool. And the Bills were like my favorite team. My parents gave me when I was five or six, uh, a Doug Flutie Buffalo Bills jersey. And I still have that thing. I'm at my parents' house right now in the basement, uh, just hanging out here, and um, it's still there. It's in my room, hung up, and I still wear it. It's unreal. I love the Bills. Uh, I love Doug. Came and played for the Argos as well. And then uh, about two or three years ago, I've been collecting vinyl records for years now. Um, I probably started in the early 2010s kind of thing. I've got probably over 200 records, 200, 250 records now. And my parents bought me like a really, or my parents and my brothers and sisters went in on this really nice record player. So it's got like the turntable with the two, two really nice speakers and I have it in my condo and it's like my favorite thing ever.
1: The, the record player. Wow. That's yeah. It's... I
0: always, I had this old school one before it didn't work very well. The needle was broken. And then I have this, I said to my, all my parents, I said, God, my, not all my parents. I don't have, I don't have like 20 parents. My siblings, I was like, listen, I would love something nice to play all these beautiful vinyls on, so they all went together. Instead of little small gifts, they all went together on one big gift, and uh, I use it, you know, not every day, but uh, I play a lot of records.
1: What what genre or what band or artist do you like the most? Do you have a favorite? I am big uh, classic rock guy. I have
0: um, tons of Zeppelin and Beatles, and I love Fleetwood Mac and... Uh, and uh, Jackson Brown and 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 the Eagles and stuff like that. That's what I'm always playing. It's always Hotel California or, or Zeppelin Four or, or uh, Rumors by Fleetwood. One of those ones is going on.
1: That's amazing. Okay. Well, that that's thanks for sharing that. That's that's an incredible gift. That would have been. Uh, I would imagine you would have been pretty thrilled to get that. That it fits your interests and the family rallied for you for that. Okay. Uh, speaking of rallies, that's all I'll try to transition. The Oilers kept coming back last night against Nashville, uh, lost in overtime. Look, th- three losses in a row, clearly the blown lead against the Blues. Tons of shots against Anaheim. I mean, I said to Rob after the game Saturday, the third period was almost comical, all the chances hey, the Oilers I,
0: had. I to cut you off, but it actually was comical. Like, that third period looked like Anaheim was shorthanded most of the period. And then when they went on the six on five, it was like... I was sitting there with my dad afternoon game and I was just like, this is crazy. They must've had 10 shots in this segment.
1: So what happened? Let's start there. What, what's the mood on, on the bench or on the ice? uh, And then maybe the dressing room after the game when, okay, you made some big mistakes and you know, you gave up a couple goals. Maybe you shouldn't, but you also had 40, Nine or forty-seven shots, whatever it got to, and you were all over a team like that. Like, is it anger? Do you try to slough it off? Like, tell me.
0: It is pure and utter frustration. Honestly, it's like, and I'm nothing against Lucas Dosel. He was he was a young kid coming up when I was in the Anaheim organization, playing for the Gulls in San Diego, and great goalie. But I mean, this isn't Vasilevsky, like or or Shosturkin, right? Like, this is a a goalie that was slotted in there. He's American League goalie. Uh, and it's just like, man, how much more can we do, you know? And you, you do have that little perk, a perk up about yourself after, but then it's like, yeah, we just lost the worst team in the NHL. So it's, it's just super frustrating.
1: Yeah. Well, I, I think that was the, the sentiment and then, okay. So last night, so I, first of all, so now we're 30, whatever games into the season, somebody called in last night and said it's 40% of the season, which I never mark off. I do. I do quarter thirds and halves, but then we have a caller named Sirius Gord, who's a regular caller, and said it's forty percent of the season. So that's a significant amount. I sort of feel like they're gonna score. I mean, even if Yamamoto and Pulley and some of the depth guys never get going, like they're gonna score. They get they score three almost every game. Like, are, are what do you say about the defending and the five on five play? Is it now like? They just have some guys that can't do it. They have some guys that just are still in a bit of a funk. Like, how do you look at that?
0: Well, first of all, I, I like that percentage thing. I've never, I've literally never heard of it categorized as a percent. Well, I have, but like personally guy, guys don't talk about it. Yeah, I, this is the 45% mark for <laughs> us. For me, at least it was segments. It was training camp was itself. And then it was season opener until Christmas. That's a block it was christmas until all-star break was block two or three and then all-star break till the end the final push those were for us that's how we kind of looked at it um but what i'm seeing here is is turnovers and it's you know it's a very it's a you know anyone can see it watching but that's literally what it is coming down to right now: is turnovers at crucial parts in the game, and it's coming from the forward. Forwards, it's coming from the defense. I want, I want to start. I love Jack, but I, I got to start with him. And it's letting in the first goal. You know, that's really killing their momentum. Um, but it's these turnovers late in games and and neutral zones, and it's just, it's just not. It's just decision making. It's not smart decision making by by a lot of players right now, and it's killing them. It really is killing them. Uh, takeaways are are down, and it's just the defensive side of the puck really hasn't been coming around as much as I would have liked to see at this this point of the season.
1: Yeah, well, I, I think you hit on a theme there, right? And you know, you know, Brownie often says, "Well, just simplify." In, in, instead of making that pass that has a twenty percent completion rate. And what if you just shot it out the center? What if you just yeah. flipped it to the next zone, right? And
0: Brownie's right there. It's just it go with the tried and true and tested method, you know, rather than maybe trying something and this is that fine line, right? You don't want to take away creativity from players, especially guys that are, are as good and talented as 9729 and and the, the not just on yours but in, in hockey in general you don't want to take away from creativity but you have to be a professional enough to know when to implement that and when to hold back and go with the tried and true method and it's tough read because these decisions have to be made at instance right you get the puck and let's pick on darn owners okay late in the game last night you get the puck and it's not like you get to stop press pause i'm an analyst you don't press pause and you say okay here's your options you can go across seam here you can go off the glass you can do this you can do that you can dump the puck you have to make that decision so quick and you know what right after that decision is it is another one it, it's just it's back-to-back decisions and they happen so fast so you don't want to take away creativity but it's just about being smarter with the puck.
1: yeah i th- I, I like the way you summed it up for sure and you know, again, I say this all the time. Like, it's it's not – they're not a terrible team. I mean, obviously, I covered some teams that the season was basically over by now. Uh, unfortunately, you probably played on one. A couple, a couple uh, of those for yeah, me. Harry. Yeah. So, like, it is – but the expectations are higher. But I, I said on uh, overtime open line last night, like, I don't have a problem with high expectations. I think it's good there were high expectations. Like, I, like, sometimes I get people saying, like, oh, I can't believe, you know, you picked them to – win the division and i'm like well wh- why 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 wouldn't i i want them to embrace that I, I want i want the city to to have high expectations so i actually like i i i get the frustration but like i want there to be high expectations i i want them i want us to talk about going from uh, a 560 winning percentage to a you know a 600 that's that's what
0: i want hey you know you're 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 right here it's like your goal should be to win the stanley cup every year I had an old coach, Robbie Fatorik, who a lot of people listening may or may not know. I know you probably know who Robbie Fatorik is. Yep. He Infamously, threw the bench on on the ice with the Devils, right? That's how everyone remembers him. But uh, he was my coach in Erie with the Otters, and he told us the story about coaching Jersey and he had all these legends on the team, right? And he gets hired and goes around the room and hands everyone a piece of paper and says, "I want you to write the amount of the number of amount of games you think we can win realistically this year." Right. And so everyone's writing down, you know, 47, 52, whatever. And he got really mad at them because not one guy wrote down 82, not one guy. And it's like, and that sounds so corny and like, so like, oh yeah, we, you know, we can win every game. But what's the point of going into a game or into a season if you don't want to win every time you're on the ice? You know, it's like, you don't expect to win 82, but you should have that freaking mindset every time.
1: Yeah, I I like that. That's uh, that's interesting, right? Nothing nothing wrong with with thinking big. I think okay, Luke. Always appreciate your perspective. I, I love the Christmas story. Thanks for that. Uh, we'll do. I guess we're next up in the new year. So, Merry Christmas, Happy New Year to you and your family. Hope it's a great time, buddy.
0: Yeah, you too, Read Happy holidays and uh, happy holidays, all, all the oil fans. Listen.
1: Always enjoy that man's perspective. Luke Gazdick presented by Avalon Foundation Repair, Western Canada's leading basement waterproofing company for over 50 years, home of the lifetime warranty. So the theme with the Oilers, Kelly talked about it, too many turnovers. Got to simplify sometimes. If you're under pressure, what did Todd McClellan always used to say, sometimes you got to punt. Nothing wrong with it. Don't have to look for a home run every single time you have the puck. The Oilers 5 on 5 have been outscored 70-61 this season. They're 20th in 5 on 5 goals for, they're 24th in 5 on 5 goals against. If they, you know, even if they just shaved off half a goal per game, uh they'd be they'd be pretty good. They'd be pretty good. Because they score enough as a matter of fact, they, they, as much as we talk about depth scoring on the team, they don't even need it. I'm going to explain. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly.
0: From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you will hear us in conversation with business
1: icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins is brought to you by James
0: H. Brown and Associates, Alberta Injury Lawyers, the heavy hitters of injury
1: law. All right, so here's the thing. We we would like uh, scoring from more members of the Edmonton Oilers. Is it realistic that it can be achieved? Maybe from some guys. I don't think from all of them. But here's the crazy thing. La- I, I just looked at one playoff series, but Rob and I talked about this a little bit last night. In, in last year's five-game win over the Calgary Flames, McDavid, Hyman, Seidel, Kane, and Nugent Hopkins, the big five as we call them, scored 18 out of the Oilers' 25 goals in that series, and they won the series. Bouchard got three. Yamamoto, Nurse, Pugliarvi, and Duncan Keith each got a goal. This is the crazy thing about the Oilers. They can now. I know Kane is hurt, but assuming all five of those guys are healthy, well, and even without all five of those guys healthy, because Nugent Hopkins got two out of the three goals last night uh, against the Ducks. Nugent Hopkins and Nurse and uh, and McDavid scored. The Oilers could be are still a very good team even with just five guys. So about a quarter of their roster scoring what seventy five percent of the goals. I, I mean I'm serious. <laughs> like th- those guys score that much and, and are that deadly. And, and yes, I know that uh, several of them were minus last night, which which is the issue we're talking about. But they're they're actually those guys are that productive. Like if the Oilers score four goals in a game, I, I don't think it's unrealistic to assume that three of them would be scored by those five guys and then you might have bouchard or Barry as the next likely person to score i mean yamamoto will see how it goes for him but but that's the crazy part as much as we we'd like more depth scoring they can actually win without a significant depth scoring as long as they do a better job at preventing goals Which, as we're talking about, I think the main culprit is turnovers. A lot of you voting in my Twitter poll think it's, uh, uh, you know, positional defending and stopping the cycle, which, yes, is also a problem. And then you can talk about goaltending and penalty killing and some of the other things, too. So can they shave it off? I mean, can they get, like, half a goal per game, you know? Like, let's say, uh, you know, nothing changes last night. They still would have lost in overtime. You shave off a goal against against the Ducks, you get the game into overtime. There's an extra point, maybe two. Shave a goal off against the Blues, you you win in regulation. Uh, on and on we go. I mean, we're talking about like a goal or two a week against if they can improve. Uh, that's going to add up to a lot of extra points. Luke Gazik was just on the show, courtesy Avalon Foundation Repair, Western Canada's leading basement waterproofing company for over 50 years, home of the lifetime warranty. 780-496-0063. Kellen, what do we have? Reed, it begins
0: again. We got a text from Jonathan who says, the Oilers need a coaching change. Alan Vigneault is a coach Glenn Glenn Saver would hire. He's had success everywhere he's been. Don't make any big trades. Woodcroft has done good things, but it's a tough job for a rookie coach when there are all-star forwards in their prime and lots of veteran players expected to win now.
1: Uh, Well, I agree Jay Woodcroft is a rookie coach, and he's facing a challenge. I just, man, oh man, like changing coaches again. I I just feel like, come on. I don't know.
0: And one more quick one here from Kira and TJ. They text in and say, great show again tonight, but are you all ready for Christmas? And are you asking Santa for more comic books? That's from TJ and Kira. Uh,
1: Actually, I'm fairly ready for Christmas now. Uh, I don't know if I have to buy anything else. I have to wrap and deliver some gifts. Uh, I did not ask for any comic books for Christmas. No, sorry to disappoint you. Mm -hmm. I don't think I did anyway. If I got some, I wouldn't be upset. I'll tell you that. (laughs) Uh, We got to bring our our buddy Blake Durbin to the show. He's, He's always fun to chat with about whatever. But how do the Patriots throw that game away?